Hey community, in today's episode, Matt Slack sits down with the guys from Rocky Worship, Nick, Dane, and Luke. They have a great conversation about worship leadership and how to create a worship culture at your church. We hope you enjoy it. What's going on, everyone? Hope you guys are having an awesome week. Uh, Today, I'm going to be jumping on with a few guys from Rocky Worship just to chat about uh, some fun things they got going on in the music world, as well as some other worship leading topics. Um, It's going to be a great great chat today. Uh, So without further ado, let's get them in here and we'll get it going. Gentlemen, how's it going? What up, dude? It's going awesome. How are you? It's awesome. I want to. I just want to. I need to say this right from the beginning. Okay. It is here. We it is freezing in here right now. (laughs) Oh no! Uh Oh. What temperature is it? It's like six degrees outside. I woke up and it was negative twelve. Oh my goodness! That's so that we. I need to tell you that in case we like our our teeth start to chatter or something Mm. like that. I'm pretty warm to be honest. Doesn't know, including myself. Where exactly are you guys calling in from? (laughs) We are in Colorado, just like north of Denver. So it's uh it's not always this cold. It just happened. No. I guess today it hit us hard. So wow. Wow. yeah, it'll be fifties this weekend. It'll, it'll be okay. But right now it's just it's cold. Perfect. Well, we are praying for you guys as you endure this uh, <laughs> crazy move winter. Thank you, Nick. Going on, man. That's uh yeah, that's nuts. It's a, I mean, not to rub it in, but here in Nashville, you're always welcome. It is a a balmy seventy five ish degrees. Are you serious? It's 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 okay. been beautiful this week, so uh, you know you're welcome anytime if you ever need I'm, an escape. I'm I jealous. might be headed your way. Awesome, awesome. Well, thanks for jumping on, guys. Uh, yeah. It's great to chat with you, get to know you guys a little bit. Maybe we can kind of start with Nick in the top right corner there, and kind of go around around the square. Just give a little introduction. Let us know kind of who you are and yeah, kind of what Rocky Worship's about, how you got to where you are, I and mean, kind of go from there. Yeah, Colin. absolutely. Uh, my name is Nick and uh, Nick Carver. I'm the lead worship pastor here at um, Rocky. Uh, Rocky Mountain Christian Church is our church. And um, Rocky Worship came about in the last couple of years, mainly because Dane and Luke joined our staff uh, anywhere from seven to nine years ago. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's I'll let you guys tell your story. Thank but, you. But uh, <laughs> we were just writing more and more music together and writing for our church and uh, started to realize, Hey, I think these songs, some of these songs are, are pretty good. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I would love for other people out there to listen to them. So we would, we'd be leading these songs in our church and uh, you know, you'd get those kinds of comments like, where did that song come from? Who wrote that song? Right. And you'd honestly, it would be uncomfortable. We kind of like sheepishly, like we wrote it. Yeah. Um, Cause we didn't know if they're going to be like, cause that song's awful. Never do that one again. You know? <laughs> And uh, so just that's kind of how it's, it's, it started a couple years ago and we're just trying to kick it in the gear more this year and just try to take it a little bit more seriously. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I'm Luke. Um, like Nick said, uh, I've been here for seven years, came here August, 2015 ish as an intern leading worship for students doing that sort of thing. And, uh, now I'm one of our worship pastors at one of our campuses and yeah, like Nick said, we just uh, started writing for our church, um, just being in community with people, hearing people's stories, um, and just seeing God move in the life of our church. We're like, dude, we like there's there's something here, and we feel like God has just uh, kept giving us new songs, vision for new songs for the future, and uh, yeah, it's been it's been awesome, dude. Yeah, 
Very cool. Yeah, my name's Dane Voorhees, and I'm also one of the worship pastors at our other campus. Uh, I've been here for almost nine years, which is crazy to think about. They hired me when I was like 22 and like fresh out of college, which is kind of nuts. Huh? A whippersnapper. whippersnapper. <laughs> yeah, whippersnapper. Um, and so it's been it's been awesome to have been here for nine years and get to work with these guys for so long. Um, and yeah, I think, you know, Rocky Worship started with the three of us just writing songs for our church and for the people here, writing songs out of our story and what God's been doing in our lives, as well as stories of people actually in our church. And so... Yeah. Um, there's something pretty significant significant about leading worship when you can look out and kind of see people who you've written songs kind of for their situation yeah. and what they're doing, which is, that's a pretty crazy thing. It makes, it makes the songs really real. Um, and so that's kind of, that jump started a whole bunch of stuff that we're, you know, doing now and just continuing to write. And uh, it's a lot of fun. It's super hard also, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, so you you've been around for nine years. I mean, that's that's a long time. And even you know, as everyone else got involved, maybe over the course of that time or since you know you guys started writing songs, what was kind of that? What was the transition into that season like? Where were you guys coming from? Maybe kind of in what ways did you see like your worship kind of culture, so to speak, grow? Um, kind of what what led the way into this new season of kind of songwriting, if that makes sense. You want to, I'll, I'll go, and you guys can add yeah, to any it. Of you. <laughs> um, I, we all came from different places. We, we're not from Colorado. In northern Colorado, apart from a few churches out there, it's just it's not a worship mecca for musicians. It's not where people go to serve in the church in a, in a musical way. And be, because of that, it becomes a little insulated from like a lot of the, the rest of the nation's worship culture. Yeah. So I, I came from a town where there was a, a big Christian university and just there's, so there's tons of students and um, the, the worship culture felt easy to work within, easy to get volunteers, easy to lead a room of people, to you know, express their hearts to God because they, a lot of them just had a little bit more experience in education. In Colorado, a lot of our experience, a lot of our church are highly educated. Um, uh, this has changed over time, but like engineers and in various fields, chemical and software and all this stuff. It was just a different world when it came to like Sunday mornings. Like, what do we do? What What are these songs? Yeah. Like, what are we doing right now? And uh, I think a lot in the last. Um, I mean, I would say in the last nine years, but I would say more specifically in the last three or four, I think there's been this uh, desire for us to see our church respond in a in a group setting on a Sunday morning to say, how can we appro- appropriately respond to God through music? Yeah. So I, I think that's that's influenced a lot some of our writing. Um, it, it's this it's it's this call to give our lives to to God, but also like, hey, in this moment right now, in in this gathering through these songs. Let's go. Like, let's explore what it means to even sing. Just, just sing. Explore what that means, and then uh, into more expressive forms of worship. I, I think that's influenced a lot of our Sunday morning gatherings and the, the songs that we're writing right now. Yeah, and to go off of that, I there's like this phrase is like scary. It's a cliche, but you've heard "speed of the leader, speed of the team." 
Um, sometimes that's scary because it's like convicting. It's like, are we growing? Are we, but I feel like with our team, with me, Nick and Dane right now, I think there's just a hunger for depth in worship. There's a mm-hmm. hunger for, for more. Um, dude, if you walked into our church, like you wouldn't be like, oh man, this is, they need to work on stuff. You know what I mean? But there's just yeah. this desire that I think God is putting in us right now. That's like, Hey, I have more for you. And I have more for you. You got you three who are like writing these songs, but it's like, dude, I have so much more for your church. Like we are just scratching the surface yeah. of, of my presence and of my, um, that, that sort of thing in worship. So I think right now there's a hunger in us. That's like, Hey, I think we can go deeper. I think God is calling us out into these, into these waters that may not be comfortable for our church. Um, It's like, like Nick was saying, it's like these really highly educated, it's like maybe borderline cold worship culture. Mm. Yeah. And, but I feel like God is, he's, he's calling us to, to lead them to places of depth. And so I think right now that's something that's also led us into this songwriting thing because um, like I said, God's giving us vision for these songs. He's giving us these songs. He's like, you know, we're just working throughout our day. It's like, man, I got this, I got this idea. I got this chorus idea and it's based off of something that our lead pastor was teaching or, you know what I mean? So right yeah. now I think we we're stepping into this new season because I think there's just a, a hunger for um, God and the presence of God and for the Holy spirit to show up and just like rewrite our, um, our story of worship at our church. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's, uh, that's really cool. Um, sounds I'll, like. I'm going to share one more thing. And I, I was hesitant because it's, it's going to come across as like a fanboy of your podcast. <laughs> but I was just listening to an interview you guys did with Tim Hughes. Okay. And he, was, yeah. he was talking about, um, and he's going back a couple decades, but saying like in, in the past, I think our worship was really strong. We taught really good theology through our, our, our worship and our music. And he said but there was a shift um, when he was growing up towards an encounter with God through our yeah. worship. And I think that that resonated so much with me because it's like, yes, I do want to make sure we have really solid theology and, yeah. and we, we can educate through our music. But I think what we're hungry for is an encounter with God as we worship him in a, in a corporate setting. And I think that's been something that we've wanted to see happen in people's lives more and more. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. It's incredible. Um, what would you say? I mean, it sounds like as you kind of explained, you know, like with you, with your church and for a lot of the churches that, that tune in here and um, a lot of people that are, you know, a lot of our users or whatever, they have people, they have volunteers, you know, from all kinds of backgrounds. I mean, a lot of them are musicians or maybe have, been involved in worship growing up but you know for a lot of these young newer churches maybe you have volunteers that you know again just come from all over you know when you kind of have this new vision what tips i guess if you had any would you give to worship leaders to help like impart that to your volunteers kind of you know regardless of their background you've got a bunch of people wanting to serve you know what are some effective ways that you as a as a leader uh, of that worship ministry can kind of bring them along in that journey. If that mm. makes sense. That's a, that's a really good question. Um, it makes me think. So when I got hired here, I was 22 and I started in student ministry, but within that first year I became um, the worship pastor at one of our campuses. So I was still like super young. And most of the people that were on my team were at least 
I mean, 30 and up probably. There was mm-hmm. nobody within almost a decade of me. Um, so that's a unique challenge in itself. Yeah. Um, but with that comes a lot of like stylistic differences when it comes to just right. like playing music. It's like, hey, I'm I'm into music that you are not into. And that like, I'm a guitar player. So a lot of it came to like electric guitar stuff. You know, it's like, hey man, you uh, you grew up loving 80s rock i also love 80s rock however we are not playing 80s rock right yeah, now right. you know what i mean I and like so with a lot of people then <laughs> <laughs> hey maybe we should start an 80s rock worship band that you know no. there's an audience there <laughs> um so i think you know finding people so in this situation it's like for me i think it was being willing to like be patient and to sit down uh, and like work through things with these volunteers. It's easy to get frustrated and be like, why doesn't your tone sound the way that we want it to sound right now? You know, like get some verb on there. It's so dry, like all this stuff. Um, And uh, you know, I, I tried that approach does not work. I do not advise that, you know, like, Hey, just figure it out. And so it's like actually sitting down with these volunteers and I think uh, it's seeing them as people before you see them as volunteers. And that sounds kind of stupid, but I think a lot of times it's like, Hey, I need a, I need a lead guitar player. You're available. Thanks so much for being here. I'll see you next week. Um, And I think actually like sitting down and being like, Hey man, uh, this is how I think about this. Uh, How do you think about it? And you know, they'd talk and then it's like, here's how we maybe can like meet in the middle here. Um, and tone now the, like these days, tone is such a small thing. Like it's, you know, I still want our guitar players to have good tone, our volunteers. Uh, but a a lot of times it's like, are you, are you a person who loves to worship Jesus? And are you a person who is willing to put in some work maybe to achieve the musical vision that we're, we're going after. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times if somebody is, is willing to put in that work and, you know, make some tweaks and do that, um, it, it goes a really, really long ways yeah. uh, into leading our church and worship because they're not only bought into playing an instrument, they're bought into worshiping um, and yeah. bought into being a part of leading worship every week. So um, I, I think being for me, like, again, I love things to sound good, but being so fixated on that stuff can end up taking away from that culture and taking away from leading our church in the direction of worship that we want to go. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Um, yeah. We just have, we, we get questions, you know, a lot, a lot from, from people that are just, you know, I have kind of this vision. I want to go in this direction with, with our worship ministry, but yeah, kind of like you said, it's like my volunteers, they're either not where, you know, I'd like them to be, you know, yeah. technically, or they don't share the same vision, you know, so we get a lot of, questions about that stuff similarly i would ask how have you guys um have there been any points throughout your your time as a worship team where you've um you know just working with like senior um leadership within the church and like approaches to worship you know that's something that we also get questions about you know how can i uh you know if there's ever a conflict there you know what are maybe some healthy ways you guys have gone about those scenarios um because i know that's something that every worship ministry kind of goes through. Um, and that relationship is, is very much an important one, obviously within, within the church. Uh, maybe if you guys can speak to that at all. Uh, I can, I can start. Um, I feel like we're very fortunate. Every church is going to have its, its, its pros and cons when it comes to leadership. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. I've worked in a church where lead pastor had a lot of vision for music and had a lot of opinions for music. And there's a, there's pros that come with that because you know exactly where he is. And, and he came up with a lot of good ideas. The cons are, it can be really creatively restrictive because you're just, you know, kind of employing right. their, you know, their, their vision. Right. And then here at Rocky, our lead pastor, Sean, he loves music, but he's, he is not a music guy. Mm-hmm. And he is like, I trust you guys. You just go. So there's a lot of pros that come with that, but the cons are, we don't always know uh, like how we can best support him musically. I'm talking about like songs after the message or where are we going with today's message so that we can, um, we can kind of coordinate with him. But here's the thing, Sean, the biggest pro is he is so open to constructive criticism. He Mm -hmm. asks for it all the time. I mean, literally, he'll come off a stage in between services and he'll go to one of us and say, any feedback, anything I should change. And what that has done is created a culture of we are supposed to be mindful of how we feel like we can gently give feedback to one another. Like, hey, you better always have something to say. And also created this this culture of we should receive. We should ask for feedback and we should receive it. So that's kind of big picture. We have, um, in a lot of ways, the way kind of paved for us to have those tough conversations. It doesn't mean it comes without tension, though. Yeah. I, I think probably one of the bigger tension points, and we're running into this right now, is a preacher went over his time quite a bit. Mm-hmm. What are we going to do about this six and a half minute song we have at the end of the service? Mm-hmm. And then the conversations in our Sunday evaluation meeting on Monday. How honest are we going to be like, bro, yeah. you can't teach that long. The parking lot was slammed. The kids ministry was, you know, overwhelmed. Yeah. Um, but fortunately, since Sean is, has kind of created that atmosphere, we can have those conversations. Yeah. Um, but it takes guts and it takes the approach has to be humble and it has to, you have to say it in a way of like, Hey, I care about this place. And you, we have to bring those, those moments. We can't bring them with our own, our own personal frustration. Yeah. Yeah. Cause then it goes sideways. Mm. I think um, like one of the ways you can get to that point where you can be honest in that evaluation meeting, whenever you have it during the week is taking advantage of those moments. Nick was talking about where our lead pastor will walk off the stage and he'll ask for feedback and uh, a him asking is opening that door, but also right. having good feedback for him opens the door later on when there's bigger things, you know, hey, don't say, oh, it's great, man. It's great. Yeah. yeah, it's great. Yeah. Or it's like, hey, man, yeah. sorry, I, I didn't listen. And that you say that like f- a month in a row. Yeah, right. he's not he's not going to listen when you're like, dude, you were over time again. Like it's yeah. it, mm-hmm. that doesn't go over well. So I think it's like earning trust in those opportunities that you have in the smaller things. Wow. Yeah. And and if you if you're serving in leadership right now and you you're hearing this, you're like, that is not my culture. Yeah, I would say. For you, if you're, you know, you're maybe you just got hired at this place or maybe you're inheriting this ministry or whatever. If you are trying to implement something new, I feel like it has to be with both hands, like wide open and you have to be ready for the feedback and just be working in church. Just however long I have, like changing anything takes a very long time. And so you have to be patient. You have to be willing for, to 
to compromise on some things. And at the end of the day, whatever leadership says, like the vision of your church trumps everything. Mm-hmm. You know, and you may have yeah. this this massive dream of, you know, having this Hillsong sort of vibe or this like, I don't know what you're trying to go for, but it has to be in line with your leadership or else it's just not going to work. It's going to be grinding. And then that just leads to burnout. It leads to resentment. And then your leadership up there and you're just like frustrated and you're not, yeah, you're not, you're not like operating at your like max um, because you're like, I wish we were doing it this way. I wish, dude, that's been, I've, I've been there a hundred times. Um, I wish it was like this. What if, if, if only we could get this figured out. And I think just getting back to the, what is important, like for the gathering, kind of putting your agenda aside, even though it may be the best idea ever. Um, it's worth it to work with other people and to, um, like I said, come open-handed with your idea and say, this is what I'm thinking. And I think that, uh, that's something that can really help yeah. if, if you're in a seat in a season where that relationship is kind of tense. I say you take you take the initiative to um, be humble and to be willing to compromise and to yeah just approach it with gentleness and respect. And then I just God God will bless that. Yeah. Wow. I think it's easy as a you know as a worship leader to. I mean, yes, one hundred percent. It's like the the body is is who you're there to serve. Um, but as a worship leader, it's like, I've got all these volunteers I'm responsible for. I've got to make sure my pastor's happy or whoever it is, you know, but I think it's, yeah, like you said, being open-handed with those ideas and realizing that even those three parties, your, your leadership, you as a worship leader, all your volunteers, you're all there to serve the body, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I think as long as you're all, all aligned there, um, then that will produce, you know, much I think, I think the strongest thing we can do is just create that spirit of feedback. So even if yeah. you, if you're, if that isn't the culture you're in, create it That's by yeah. say, for the next six months, I'm going to regularly ask for feedback from other people, from my volunteers, from my pastor, yeah. from my colleagues, that I'm just going to create that and it will make a difference. Totally. It'll start changing things. Yeah. Huge, huge. It's awesome. Um, cool. Well, let's, uh, let's hear a little bit about what Rocky worships got going on musically. Uh, you guys have been writing songs. I think you guys came out with one last year. Kind of tell us about what that's been like, and then maybe a glimpse into the future of Rocky worship. What exciting things you guys got going on? It's, we're really excited and it's really soon. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know this is airing, but we have a single that's coming out Friday. This Friday. Oh, okay. Right on. Yep. Incredible. So yeah. we're really, really pumped about that. Um, I would say this. One thing we've learned is the the producing music and releasing it is, like you said, it's really hard and it takes 14 Forever. times longer than you think it's going to take. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. we were going to release a couple singles in the fall and we were going to release our EP in the fall. Yep. And now we're releasing it in March. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, that's where I'd start that conversation. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that totally, uh, yeah, that, that seems, uh, that's on par. It seems, um, 
for everyone else as well. So, uh, yeah, I think in October, was that your last single that you had mm-hmm. released? I think called Fully Love. Give us a quick little story of at least that piece of music. Uh, and yeah, kind of how that, how that came to, how that came to be. Yeah. So Dane and I were actually sitting in our little studio after a meeting and, uh, we'd been talking about like we, our church just started going through this series in Ephesians and we're like, we should write a song. We should write an Ephesians song. Um, and then we were sitting there and we were just kind of like thinking about like all these themes that we see in, in the book of Ephesians about, um, our identity and about unity in the church and about, um, the the main idea of this song is for once you were dead in your sins, but now you've been made alive in Christ. Mm -hmm. And so we're like, man, that's, we, that like we got to do something with that. And so I remember we were just like sitting in the studio and I was just kind of playing on the, on the piano. I was like, Dane, it should start like this. It should go, you call me friend or something like that. And he's like, yeah, totally. And then that's just um, how that song started to, um, you know, snowball. It's a song about identity. It's a song about uh, the reality and just the vast, um, nature of God's forgiveness and his love for us. Um, the chorus says, even like every time I've run, somehow your love never changes. Like somehow mm-hmm. it's, it's that moment where you're like, God, this doesn't make any sense. Like you love me. Like, le- like I messed up again. The thing that I said I would never do again, yeah. like I did it. And then somehow God, your love never changes. Yeah. And so that's kind of the, the whole idea of this song. It's like our identity is firm and rooted in, in Jesus. And it's not going anywhere, uh, regardless of our, the, the ways that we mess up. And it's just a song of hope and a song of, um, like there's like a, a victorious, like triumphal sort of vibe to it. It's like, this is our reality. This is our reality with Jesus, like made alive. I used to be dead in my sin, but now I'm made alive in Jesus. Yeah. And that is just massive. It's like, uh, it's so foundational to faith, yeah. our, our identity in Jesus. So, yeah, that song gets us fired up, dude. And um, it actually started off as this like super slow, like acoustic thing. keys. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So funny yeah. story, actually. It was that. So we recorded this a whole EP at a worship night. Um, and literally the night before our rehearsal for it, um, Luke was like, guys, I have a dream for this song. It's not going to be like this tame acoustic keys thing. He's like, it's going to have this ripping guitar. He's like, just, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. And then, so he goes off literally later that night. He's like, here's what I'm thinking. And he sends us the feel and it's like, it's the current feel. It's one of the most complicated guitar lines of any songs we're doing right now. So he texts our guitar player. He's like, Hey bro, I know we're filming this in like two days and recording it, but we just completely changed this. And uh, I need you to learn this insanely difficult guitar part. <laughs> well, we, we actually changed everything except for the lyrics. Yeah. That's the we only thing that stayed the same. Oh, well, we should release the original, original version sometime. <laughs> and that's, I mean, well, you're talking you about volunteers. We had to have the conversation with the volu- that volunteer. Like, Hey, can you learn all this? Yeah, he did, man. He pulled it off. It was awesome. It's crazy. Well, that's uh, that's really encouraging. Yeah, you got to go wherever wherever the song is, uh, wherever the song's taking you. Mm-hmm. Well, that's uh, that's really cool. Yeah, uh, and we were just like, we need that. We need that kind of like upbeat kind of banger song. Yeah. Um, yeah. To just kind of like even out the vibe of the EP, 
And so yeah. we were like, let's do it. Let's just do it. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. We'll go back. I had totally forgotten that. That's really fun. I, yeah. I had forgotten that. That's like, that's <laughs> where the song is for me. That is a, that's a great, that's a great story. Um, sweet. So you gave me a sneak peek. So tomorrow's Friday, depending on yeah. the 24th. people are watching this. Um, got a single coming out. What can you tell me about the next single? So the single, it's called Faithful God. Um, it's a, it's kind of the opposite feel of Fully Love. So it's, it's more of a ballad. Um, and it, it's a song that I brought to these guys, uh, over a year ago coming out of just like a really hard time in my life. Personally, mm -hmm. I was just, uh, dealing with some loss and, uh, honest, like trying to figure it out. Actually, like it, me writing the song began like a eight or nine month counseling journey where I was just trying to process emotions and trying to, uh, yeah. figure myself out a little bit better. And so this song came out of that. So it came out of, I'm a pretty upbeat, positive person. And this song came out of probably one of the darkest times in my life. Yeah. Um, and it's, it comes out of Psalm 46, um, which in Psalm 46, the psalmist is talking about how like the earth is crumbling, the mountains are falling, the rivers are overflowing. And then at the end it says, be still and know that I am God. And so for me, I was reading that Psalm in this time and I was like, that's, that's what I need right now. My world yeah. is, is blowing up. It feels crazy. And I need to just rest in God and know that even though this, this season sucks, that he's, he's got me still, that he is faithful in the middle of the season, that he's faithful in the good times. And he's faithful right now when I'm actually really upset and don't even know if I actually believe the words I'm writing. Yeah. And so that's where this song comes out of. I'm really excited about it. The funny thing is that for me, it was written out of a pretty depressing season of, in my life, but it's not necessarily a depressing song. I think I, um, I actually, I wrote a lot of depressing things and they got edited out. And <laughs> I think it's a, it's a better song for just like corporate worship and for the church. Um, but I'm, I'm super excited about it and um, pumped for, our church to be seeing it and pump for it to be yeah. out there in the world. And I, my hope and prayer also, you know, as we, as we wrote it and honed it in is that God will use it uh, to speak what it spoke to me as I began yeah. writing, speak yeah. this like calm, this peace in the middle of chaos. And so I'm excited to, to see what God does with that. Um, I'll probably never know a lot of those things, but that's, that's my hope and my prayer for the song. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, like you said, I mean, it's like, it's, a, it's songs written for, you know, your home church and, and the body that you're there to serve. It's like, that's all you can really hope and pray for. And more times than not, that ends up going beyond, far beyond the walls of the church that it was intended yeah. for and resonating with, with so many, you know, that's what we've seen time and time again, obviously here at, at Loop. So I'm excited to hear that. It sounds like you've covered all your bases from the, from the hype you know, energetic <laughs> side. Now you're, yeah. you know, getting the other side of the, yeah, of sure. the equation there. But totally. uh, I mean, that's good, man. Those honest songs to, to really bring peace and comfort in like those troubling times are obviously just as, you know, important. So totally. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Appreciate you guys. Um, thanks for, thanks for jumping on here. That's all. That's all I got. Um, awesome. Unless you guys have any other parting thoughts, but uh <laughs> Yeah, it's been it's been great to to hear from you guys. Looking forward to to what you got coming down the road. You said e EP later this year, Marchish. Yes. We're planning yep. on March seventeenth, which is St. Patrick's Saint Day. Oh, wow. we didn't realize cool. that when we chose the the date, but uh, everyone can celebrate. 
Yeah, love that. Love that. Guys, well, thanks so, so much. It was really, really nice to meet you. And we will talk to you again soon. All right. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. Cool. No problem. Take care. Take care. All right, guys. Hope that was helpful for you. Um, Just a few tips there about, you know, worship leading and kind of navigating some relationships, you know, within your church and with your pastors and volunteers, all important things to be thinking about and was glad to be able to chat with them about it. Uh, Be on the lookout for new music from Rocky Worship, single coming out tomorrow, Friday, February 24th, and an EP later on this year. Appreciate them for jumping on and all of you for tuning in. Thanks so much. We'll see you next time. Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Couldn't do what we do without you. Let us know in the comments what you thought. Also, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Follow us on Facebook, YouTube. Stay tuned. We got a bunch more stuff coming. Appreciate you guys. See ya.